Welcome to the Connected Spirit Podcast. I'm your mentor, Courtney Dawson. I'm a professional medium, mentor, minister, and certified spiritual life coach. My goal with this podcast is to have deep, meaningful conversations regarding the journey of mediumship and spirituality. It is my hope that by listening, you will feel seen and confident in your own experiences. I invite you to join me on this journey. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the show. I'm really, really excited to welcome my next guest. I have been following her on Instagram for a few years, and she really is a shining light and inspiration to so many people, including myself. Her name is Rory Walcom. She is a certified medium and master teacher. She did her training through the Trilogy Institute in Lilydale, New York. She is also the author of 11 Lessons from My Dead Dad. She is based out of Kitchener, Ontario, Canada, so she's a fellow Canadian. Rory runs the Medium School, and it's an online mediumship and intuitive development school. The school's philosophy is centered on the idea that we are all innately capable of mediumship and connecting to our intuition, which I totally agree with. After the sudden loss of her father, Rory was thrust into the world of spirit communication, and she knows that if she was able to unblock her intuitive connection, anyone can. Rory, I am so excited, darling, to have you on the show. So excited to be here. Thanks, Courtney. So you have this book, and that's what really thrust you into spirit communication was the loss of your dad. Could you tell us a little bit about how that unfolded, that that experience of going through such a traumatic loss, and then how through that that journey, those experiences, it led you and inspired you to becoming an author and writing this book? So my dad passed very suddenly. It was almost two months to the day where we he was diagnosed to when he passed. Mm. And the moment we found out he was diagnosed, I was like, well, I can't get married without him. You know, I'd been with my partner for years and it was something we weren't in a rush for. And so the second we found out he was ill, we started planning our wedding. And of course my dad didn't make it there, you know, passed too early. And it was sort of all of these things at once. It was his him passing so suddenly. It was, you know, planning a wedding and then all of a sudden needing to walk down the aisle without him there physically. While I was also going through, I think similar to you, you know, a very hard health struggle at the same time. And it was sort of like everything came to a head where I finally had a reason to try and tune in to the other side. Mm-hmm. And I, I know I'm not alone that when I started opening up these abilities, I started remembering all the other times in my life where I had connected with spirit and wrote it off or second guessed it or thought I was crazy or just hid it from other people and forgot about it, right? It was one of those moments where I had a reason to tune in and it wasn't as if I just said, all right, dad, you're on the other side, you know, come on in. I want to hear you. I want to feel you. I want to, you know, I want to be able to communicate with you. I didn't know that it was necessarily possible for it to happen, let alone for me to be able to do it. But bit by bit, I started to to sort of set the intention to connect with him. I started to be open to the idea. And it was my wedding day, actually. So less than, I think it was maybe, you know, five, six weeks after he passed was when, when my wedding was. And my officiant said, you know, we need to do something to, to in his memory. And I'm like, well, we're not talking about him. That's not happening. That You know, I'm, I need to hold it together. That's not a possibility. 
So it just came out of my mind that we're going to do a butterfly release, you know, something where we don't have to talk about it. You know, it just it's I'd heard other people doing it. That's just what we're going to do. So at the beginning of our ceremony, we released the butterflies and it was completely non-spectacular. Like, as uh, you know, they just sort of flew out all one by one, not in a big group, nothing, you know, amazing at all. But one butterfly clung to the bottom of my dress. And I didn't even realize that I went over to sign the papers at the end of the ceremony. It was still on my dress the entire ceremony. At the end of the ceremony, our officiant asked our family to stand up and give their blessings and then asked them to sit down as a sign of their approval. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, that butterfly that was clung to my dress the entire ceremony flew away. And sitting here now, I can tell you without a doubt, that was my dad letting me know he was at my side on my wedding day. In my grief, I couldn't recognize it at the time. But for me, that was one of the most significant moments of receiving communication back. And it wasn't as if, you know, I could just talk to him and feel him in that moment at all. But it was a sign that maybe there's something here. Maybe there's something we can grow. And so bit by bit, I sort of sunk my teeth into it and, you know, meditated as often as I could, talked to him as often as I could. And little by little, I would start feeling his presence. And for me, the feeling was the number one thing. It was as if, you know, when I was a little girl and I'd come, he'd come home from work at night and I was supposed to be asleep, but I wasn't asleep at night. And I could just feel when he'd return home. I could feel his energy in the house. It was the exact same after he passed. I couldn't see him. I couldn't hear him at first, but I could feel his energy around me. And being able to recognize that was pretty incredible, but there's still part of you that doubts it, right? So it wasn't until I had a moment somewhere in the first year of him passing where I was in a yoga class. And during the meditation at the end, I kept feeling what felt just like my dad's energy. It felt like it was sort of this gentle presence holding my hand just like my dad would, but it wasn't my dad. And so I, I kept sort of paying attention to it and I kept feeling sort of pulled to the person beside me. So at the end of the class, I did what I suggest no mediums do. You know, I went and turned to the person without asking permission or anything, just said, hey, is your your dad in spirit? And she said, yeah, like he's always here with me. He's here with me today. I always feel him around. And it it wasn't a moment where I needed to give a message for her. It was a moment where it was a message for me of you can certainly do this with your own past loved ones. You can do it with other past loved ones. And for me, just that sign alone was such confirmation that I wasn't making it up. I wasn't creating this because I had every reason to want to be able to connect with my dad. You know, I had moments where it felt so real. But then after those moments, it's so easy to say that was just my imagination, right? I just I made that up because I needed to for my grief. And that was just so confirming to say, there's something here. There's something more that, you know, I might still doubt. I might, you know, not feel like I can actually do, but there's some possibility here. And after that, I sort of sunk my teeth into training and developing and sitting in circle and, you know, getting certified and going down to Lilydale and all the things I could do to sort of develop these abilities. But I I am such a believer that, you know, I came from a place of not being connected to spirit at all. 
And yes, perhaps, you know, this is more in my soul's plan of something to help people with, but that doesn't mean that everyone else doesn't have these abilities. And if I'm somebody that, you know, could work a completely different job and, you know, not even tune into spirit at all for so long and still be able to open it up, to me, it was sort of a life-changing moment of there is so much more to our reality than what we can see and feel in our physical senses. And if I can open up to this, I want to open up everyone else to this because it has changed every single part of my life. The amount of grief I felt losing my dad, the person I was closest to in my life, let alone so suddenly, changed my life forever. But tuning in and feeling his presence and knowing that he wasn't gone, knowing that the guy that I would call for advice on everything, I could still call on him. It was just in a different way. And I just had to learn how to do that. And to me, that changed my life more than just him passing away, which I didn't think would be possible. And let's be honest, sometimes this life sucks. Sometimes living in these physical bodies is incredibly difficult and incredibly hard and incredibly tough. Knowing that there's so much more to our existence to me is just, it changes everything. And that's, that's why I wrote my book to help people connect. That's why I teach courses. That's why I do what I do because it has changed every part of who I am and why I'm here. And I want everybody to be able to connect in their own way because we have that ability. We just need to learn how to unblock it. Absolutely. Well, thank you for being so vulnerable and sharing that experience because I can feel there's so much intense emotion still surrounding, you know, the transition of your dad and, and we've all experienced loss in our own way, whether it's through a pet, a loved one. And sadly, in this human experience, we're all going to experience grief at some point. And I always tell people, I believe that everybody can benefit from mediumship, whether it's to connect with the other side for communication with your loved ones, but even just to learn more about ourselves as spiritual beings, having a human experience, there is so much depth and healing that can take place. And we learn so much about ourselves. And I find that mediumship Yes, it brings proof of survival. We can validate that the soul continues beyond bodily death. But I see it in so many clients that come to me too, Rory, where like it inspires them to live. It's incredible how much mediumship has, it has so many facets. It's incredible to me. And I'm always astounded, like, wow, how much it actually can transform people's lives. Absolutely. And it can pull people out of some of the deepest, deepest depths of grief that they can find themselves in. It's absolutely incredible. When did you find like, okay, you know what? I know that this is, so you you talk about this experience in the, in the yoga studio, but was that kind of like the defining moment? Holy smokes. Like I'm meant to help other people connect with the spirit. It was, it was absolutely a defining moment in I'm not making this up and I can do it for other people. It wasn't as if I left that yoga studio and I'm like, I'm going to be a medium. I have no doubts about this. I'm moving forward. Not at all. (laughs) Not at all. It took a lot, a lot to get there. And I would say there, you know, even stepping into that later, there was still doubts of, can I do this? Right. The ego steps in. It was absolute that moment where it just, it confirmed to me 
that it wasn't imagination, right? That when those doubts pop in, they weren't real, right? What I was experiencing was real. And there was something, there was something to be shown that it says you can keep developing this. And, and that, that idea that you say that it helps us grieve for me, it's not as if the grief is gone, right? I don't think the grief can ever go away. But connecting to my dad, connecting to those on the other side, it makes the grief so much easier to carry. It gives perspective to the grief. And I I found from that moment in the yoga studio, it gave perspective for me and my grief to really confirm the reality, the truth of life after death. And, And it is pretty amazing to be able to support other people to find that for themselves. Absolutely. Your training has taken you to Lilydale. Can you talk a little bit about your training and some of the experiences that you've had and things that you've overcome in the training? Because people think they can just take a weekend workshop and and then they can, you know, open up shop and start slinging readings. I'm like, please don't do that. Understand what you're doing first is specific, like, especially before you go working with the public. Like, how was that journey for you? Well, I, I think first that point of understanding your abilities and honing them before working with the public is incredibly important, yeah. right? I think when we're working with grief and mediumship and all of that, it is there is so much reverence that we want to go into this work because yes, we can do so much healing and help, but we can also do harm when we haven't trained and honed our abilities enough. Right. If somebody's coming in the, and they want to connect with somebody in particular, and it means so much for them to come through, but we're not at the point where we can bring through them or bring through the details or all of that. And somebody leaves thinking, oh, maybe they're not here. Maybe they don't want to talk to me. Maybe it's not real at all. Right. That's why I think really committing and putting time in your development is so incredibly important. And for me, I started developing when I was off on disability, sick with my chronic illness that had gotten so much worse after my dad passed. I got to a point, I think about, I don't know, six, seven months after he passed where I just couldn't work anymore. And I had never, ever thought I would be in that place. But it was one of those messages from my dad of stop pushing through. Like you are just working and not taking care of yourself, not doing anything else. This is not what you came here for. Stop pushing through. So I did that for a while. I didn't start training right away, but I, you know, in that time when I was off resting, learning to take care of myself, I started connecting more with him, meditating more. And I, in my, in my journey, somehow I was just pointed to Lilydale. And, you know, there are a million places that you can train and develop your abilities, but where I live in, in Ontario, Lilydale is a short drive down in Western New York, you know, maybe not even four hours. And I went on the website and I just looked through the registered mediums and found one that just called to me. And I didn't even look at the other ones. I just, I was just pointed to my mentor, Patricia Price is who I trained with. And I just had that feeling of like, go on her website, take her courses. Like this is, this is the path. And for me, that was an important part of my development of just listening to those little nudges. Being able to recognize, like, I don't know if this is my dad saying it. I don't know if this is my higher self. I don't know if this is my guides, but I feel called here. So I'm going to listen to it. Mm -hmm. And I think it was within 
two or three years after dad's passing is when I was at Lilydale for the weekend certification training where you've got to stand up in front of hundreds of people and give a message, right? You've got to do practice readings, but there was lots of training before that, right? And for me, it was, it was that moment of, you know, it was that moment of me being able to say, all right, now I'm going to be a medium. Now I'm going to put it out there. But my development didn't stop there, right? Once I started offering readings, there was a lot more development to be had. And to be honest, I think the best mediums in the world never stop developing. I think that's true for any profession, right? You never right. stop growing and never stop developing. But certainly going to Lilydale and training there and just being in the magical energy of, you know, the history of spiritualists there was was pretty magical to sort of set me on my path. It's incredible that like, I've never been to Lilydale. I've, I've trained locally here in British Columbia, but I've been to the Arthur Finley College a few times. I love it there. It's a long haul to get to England. I just got back well, three weeks ago and it, it's a long haul, right? But there are so many incredible places now that we can go and we can learn even locally. And what's incredible about the, I'm going to say that the, the popularity of mediumship is that there are so many resources available online. So it literally doesn't matter where you live anymore. People can access your online school. They can access my online school. They can access lots of courses through Lilydale, even AFC. They've got the SNUI. They have tons of things available. And what's cool is that, you know, we, we are able to learn when we're ready. It's not a matter of, can I do this when your soul is ready I find that you can learn much more quickly and it's like, you're more receptive. I mean, I didn't start developing until I was in my early thirties after I went through a divorce, had some health stuff go on and like life went to hell in a handbag. But that was when the spirit world just kind of scooped me up and said, it's time. <clears throat> Are you going to answer the call? And I said, Oh my God. Okay. And there's so much value in training because it's a huge responsibility that we do in the work that we do as mediums, we're dealing with the public. We're dealing with death. We're dealing with, I've had clients that have brought their loved ones who are in the process of physically dying. And it's interesting because the lady, the one lady I had who brought in her grandmother and her mom. So it was the three of them. The grandmother wanted to communicate with me and, and have this session, but it was so healing for her because it actually helped her in her transitioning. Like there is life after life, you know, her husband came through, brought through incredible evidence. So this isn't about Courtney tooting her own horn. This is about saying like, it can help us in so many different facets and like to be with somebody who is preparing to transition. That is not easy for me. It's not, I feel the emotions that I, but I want to keep it together because I'm there to support them. Right. We're there to support them. They're not there to hold us up, you know, like, come on, keep it together. But then you can have somebody, I recently had a client whose husband just recently passed very suddenly, very unexpected. And, and she's just so caught up in the grief and you feel the raw, the rawness of the emotions and to hold space for somebody when they're in that grief, it's very delicate. It's more than just giving communication. There's so much depth into a mediumship reading and and that's why I think it's really important. And I 100% agree with you, Rory. Like you, we need to continue training and learning more, even outside of just the communication, but learning about grief, learning about dealing with people through their different life experiences, because you don't know who's going to come to you. 
Absolutely. And I, I want to go back just to, to talk about what you said of you, when your soul is ready, yeah. because that is absolutely what I experienced. And I see in all of my students, I think it's, it's so important to recognize that when we're called to do this work, there is absolutely going to be a moment where your soul is ready and just feels like it needs to move forward. And I don't know about you, but it didn't feel like my ego was ready, right? My human side was yeah. not ready for this. Never imagined doing this. Did not want to step out of what I thought was my dream job and what I thought was a life that worked for me at all. Yeah. But I came to a point where what I was doing wasn't working anymore. I couldn't keep working like that anymore. I couldn't keep going with my health anymore. So my soul's calling sort of felt stronger, even though my ego wasn't ready, yeah. right? And it, I think it's really interesting to look at that piece of, of when we're developing, there's always going to be a time where we're really called to move forward doesn't mean the ego's not going to be in the way. And to me, I think that's a part of the continued training as well, is yes, we want to keep sitting in circle. Yes, we want to keep developing our abilities and work on, you know, grief and, and counseling and all of that. Yeah. But also working on our own stuff is so, so important. And to be honest, I think that's the the biggest piece of my own development right now it, that helps my work, but it's my own inner development, right? Being that clearer channel so I can work through my stuff and know when it pops up with ease because I recognized it. I've sat with it. I know what it is. Absolutely. You make such a good point. This is why I just love having you on the show because our philosophy is similar in so many ways where people think, okay, I have these abilities. I'm going to go sit in a circle, take some workshops, learn the mechanics of mediumship. But I always tell my students, and, and this is something I learned from my mentor, that your, your personal life, what happens in your personal life is definitely reflected in your mediumship and that there needs to be an equal balance of not just the, the foundational training, but also the spiritualization of self, your inner healing, your shadow work. You know, I'm a big advocate for therapy just because I'm a medium doesn't mean I don't have human issues. Right. And so recognizing like we are these beautiful soul beings that have human stuff that we still have to work through and give ourselves the grace and compassion to do that. And and, and just honor where you're at in your journey. And it's interesting because I find, I'm, I'm curious to hear what you, what you think about this. Like the more I heal my own stuff, the more I'm able to bring through different types of evidence from the world of spirit. 1000%. And I will, will second the, the uh, thumbs up for therapy that has been incredibly important on my journey. So it's not just a spiritual development, yeah. right? Because when it was, when I was just focusing on the spiritual development, who I was as a medium and who I was in the rest of my life were vastly different. And that is hard to maintain, right? Whereas when we really work on ourselves, just as much as we work on the spiritual realms, there's a much more of a, of a melding. There's much more of an embodiment of that spiritual energy in you and your day-to-day -day life. And that ability to get out of your own way in your mediumship readings is so much easier when you know who you are and you know when you're showing up, right? You know that's the ego and not the soul and not the spirit. And it, it makes mediumship work so much easier. It's often why my guides say mediumship is a lifestyle, not a job. It is oh my so God. Yes. I'm doing a reading. <laughs> totally. I totally agree. You have people that come from all over and work with you. 
and they're curious about developing their mediumship, where do they start? If somebody's interested in developing mediumship, like what are the first stages of the development that you walk them through and help them prepare and get ready to work with the spirit world? I mean, certainly different for everyone. And, and, you know, I offer, offer lots of courses as those starting points, but if somebody was coming to me and saying, you know, I think I have these abilities that, you know, I've been doing some communication, how do I grow them from here? There's two pieces that I would say to everyone that would really, really benefit them. The first one seems sort of counterintuitive, but has really been important and is just tuning in to your physical senses regularly. And that's something for me, the more I've tuned into my mediumship and my intuitive senses, the stronger my physical senses have become. All of a sudden when I'm cooking, I can pull out every little taste and I know what's needed because those senses are stronger, because I've strengthened my other senses. And so it does seem counterintuitive, but if you want to develop your abilities to receive more every day, take 30 seconds, every red light you hit. Just take a moment to tune in to what are you feeling in this moment? And certainly it could be your emotions, but just tuning in to the seatbelt across your skin or your clothes against your skin or the breeze against you. Just taking note of all that you're already sensing. Tune into what you're hearing and not just what's on the radio, but the farthest sound you can hear, the closest sound you can hear, a sound that takes you a minute to tune into, but once you t- once you hear it, you hear it right? Tune into what you smell and what you taste. And even when you're eating a meal, just take a moment to really taste, to really let yourself sense. Because we aren't using those physical senses in mediumship, but the more we are just tuned into all that we're sensing, the more we're going to start realizing all that we're sensing with our intuitive senses. And this is something I suggest for mediums who've done this for a long time. This is something I suggest for mediums who don't even know they're mediums, but would like to be and have nowhere where to start. Just start tuning into those physical senses. Just start letting yourself realize all that you're getting. Because the truth is with your intuitive senses, they're going to feel much more intangible than your physical senses. But you're already going to be picking up on things with them that you won't even realize. I know for myself, there was so much that I was receiving from spirit with my intuitive senses that I thought I had closed off completely and wasn't getting anything. I just didn't realize what it was. And when I started opening up to all that I was receiving, it started to make more and more sense. So that would be the first thing I would suggest. The second thing I would suggest is, again, something for beginner mediums and mediums, you know, that are are seasoned, anyone in their career is just sitting in the power. And this isn't something that I was trained with at, you know, at Lilydale, this isn't something that I started with, but as I learned from more and more people, as you know, I opened up to my guides teaching me, this has become the number one spiritual practice for me that yes, helps my mediumship, but it also just helps my own healing and development and connection. And for me, you know, there are a million ways you can sit in the power. I've got a, I've got a meditation on my YouTube. There's a million, you know, different ones out there, but there's two important pieces of it. And you might just sit with the first piece for a while. I think it's very valuable. The first piece of going into meditation, connecting with yourself and connecting with that inner light, the light that is the non-physical you and letting that get bigger than the physical you. 
So for me, I will often sort of perceive it in my heart center. For some people, it's more in the, the solar plexus, wherever you feel that, even if you don't know where it is, go with your first instinct. It won't be wrong. And bringing your attention to it and letting it grow and expand, letting it expand outside of your body, letting it expand outside of your house, letting it expand as big as possible and maintaining your presence in that energy. You don't even have to do the second part of sitting in the power that just being in your non-physical energy to me is the most valuable piece of mediumship and spiritual development. And the more I do that regularly, the more I recognize I'm not great at it every day, but I'm going to do it anyway, because it is so incredibly valuable to let the human part of you get some perspective that it is not all that is. It is not as important and as, as you know, all encompassing as it feels that it is, because it is so easy to feel that in these bodies. And the more we can connect to our non-physical energy, the easier it is to connect with other non-physical energies. And that's the second piece of sitting in the power, right? You've expanded your energy out as big as possible, and you've sat in it for a while, maintaining your presence, bringing your awareness back as often as you need to, and then calling in the non-physical world, calling in the spirit world, calling in the universe, whatever you want to call it, and blending with that light and sitting in that energy. It is powerful. And I think even times when it isn't powerful, it's something that you want to do anyway. For me, there were, were years where I only did it before I had readings and not on other days. And again, the difference between my mediumship self and my, you know, the rest of life self was quite different. And the more I commit to doing it every single day, whether I can feel the amazing energy of spirit like I do sometimes, whether I don't, because realistically, it doesn't always happen, but I'm doing it anyway. I'm sitting in that power anyway. I'm showing up for it. And that is something I think will always be a part of my daily routine because it has made the biggest difference and is something when I do my, my mediumship certification training with my students, we are doing it every time we get together. When I'm working with them for eight months, I'm like, you're going to sit in the power every day for eight months, because if you want to really be committed to this work, that is the one thing that is going to propel you more than anything else. I absolutely agree with all of that. Ding, ding, ding. I love it, everybody. <laughs> this is all really good and valuable information. It's not just good, it's great. <clears throat> Pardon me. I believe the sitting in the power really is the backbone of our mediumship. It allows us, it, it, just reiterating like what you said, it, it allows us to connect with our own spirit. Um, because in our physical life, sometimes we're just so busy doing day-to-day -day stuff, living our life that we, we, miss out on such a big part of who we actually are. And it allows us to feel ourselves, to recognize our own energy. Because if we can't recognize who we are, how are we going to possibly be able to recognize the spirit world when they gather close and want to communicate with us? And it also, I find there's a lot of value in it for our own selves, but for the mediumship development, it gives the spirit world an opportunity to also develop with you as well. And, you know, my friend, Michael Mayo, he wrote a book, Spirits, Spirit Speaks. And I love how his little analogy is, he imagines like, 
little, his spirit guides, like little scientists in a lab coat and they're tweaking his energy. And I just thought that was kind of funny, but he says, you know, there's, it's so multifaceted sitting in the power. And if you were to do, when I was recently at the AFC, one of the tutors said, if you did nothing, but just sit in the power, you'd still develop your mediumship. And I totally agree with that. Absolutely. And it also has so much value in that you get to connect with the spirit world. Do you learn how to blend? It helps you also sustain the power with the spirit world. I remember sitting in circle. I'm not sure if you've had this experience, but like you, you do a meditation. We never did sitting in the power. We never did sitting in the power. Then you did exercises, practice readings. I do like a five, maybe seven minute reading. I'd be so exhausted the next day. Be so tired. It takes time to build up that stamina. Absolutely. I almost sort of equate it to charging up your mediumship batteries. So you have the energy to do this work because if we're draining from our physical body to do this work, it is draining, right? We will not have enough to sustain a 20, 30, 60, 90 minute reading, let alone back to back, right? We need to rely on that spiritual energy, that non-physical energy. And the more we allow it to grow, the more we allow it to blend with our physical energy, the easier it is to not just connect, but stay in that connection for as long as is necessary. Absolutely. What a great analogy. This is so good. I love it. And, you know, people can hear the same information, but shared in a different way. And it lands. I really believe people listening to today's episode is really going to land with them because you simplify it. You make it easy to understand and mediumship in and of itself isn't complicated. I find we can make it complicated. The human mind can make it complicated. And in the beginning of our our convo here, you made a statement and I 1000% agree with it, that everybody can learn to develop mediumship. I had a conversation so interesting. I was at AFC in September and we were actually, where was it? I think we were out in the back in between classes. There was a lady and she heard a conversation I was having with somebody. She didn't agree and almost got a little feisty. I was shocked. And I made a comment and I said, well, I truly believe everybody can learn to develop mediumship to varying degrees. Just like I could go and learn to play the piano. Doesn't mean I'm going to be a musician and start recording music or anything like that. And and I think the same is true for mediumship. People can learn it to varying degrees and, and can take it further than some others, but doesn't take away the fact that they can still learn it because I see it with my students. And she almost got a little perturbed. And, and I said, to be honest, just because we're mediums does not make us special. We're still people. Like I'm a, I believe we're humans first before we're a medium. And it's our human that's remembering we have these innate abilities and, but we got to cultivate them. We got to hone them. We've got to train them, but we're still humans first. I just thought it was so bizarre. What do you think about that? It's funny. I ran into the exact same thing near when I was first really developing on my journey that it tended to be sort of older school mediums or mediums that have been doing it for a while that no, not everyone can do this. And the more I've sort of had perspective on this, the more I realize that that ego belief is probably important for them. So they know, oh, I'm gifted. I can do this. I, you know, I've got the ability. It's going to happen, right? I think that's probably very important for their practice, but doesn't make it true, right? 
And, and I, I do think, you know, in any circle, whether it's, you know, spiritual development, ego shows up a lot, right? Oh, and yeah. that's, that's okay. But I think that doesn't mean that these abilities aren't innate within us. I'm never somebody that I'm going to say I'm gifted. I'm special. I'm not. I've just learned how to develop this and things have aligned that it was part of my soul's plan. Right. And I, I think an important piece of, of recognizing that everybody has these abilities, like you say, not everybody, everybody is going to do it to the same degree, but also mediumship is greater than what we tend to think it is. Mediumship to me is connecting with anything outside of this physical realm. So if you have seen a sign from a past loved one, if you know, like the butterfly landing on my dress, that's mediumship. That is communication from the other side. If you're somebody who's never connected with your past loved ones, but you feel your spirit guides around and you talk to them and you get their messages, that's mediumship, right? The ability to connect with something greater than this physical existence is mediumship. And we can all do it in one way or another. Yes, most of us, it requires development and a lot of continued development to get better and better. But those abilities are innate within us because when we leave this physical body, what exists, you know, what lives on, what we're communicating with as mediums is still part of us when we're in these bodies. And that's the part of us that has those abilities innately within them. Sometimes we just need to get the physical out of the way so we can recognize that. But to me, it is it is innate within all of us. And to what degree you want to develop it is totally up to you. But it doesn't mean that we can't all do it. We absolutely can. Absolutely. I I believe that. And I love that you share that because I think that even if somebody wants to learn mediumship and they have no desire to work with the public, there's still value in them developing. Absolutely. There is absolutely. There really is. And so mediumship is for everybody in your book. You have you know, entitled it 11 lessons from my dead dad. And in your book, uh, you have some instructions for people on getting started with their abilities. Where can people find your book? So it's available worldwide on Amazon. And exactly like you said, the book for me, certainly people have taken my courses, I've read it, but it's also sort of for somebody who doesn't ever see themselves taking a course and developing, but has that past loved one that whether they felt them around or seen their signs or not, there's a desire to continue communicating with them. And I share my story of what that looked like for me step by step to sort of demystify it, that it isn't, you know, one great experience where everything came through at once and I was a medium from that point on and it was always easy and always clear and always perfect. It was bit by bit, step by step. And me sharing my journey, journey, sort of holding their hand on the way, letting them know that what comes through this is how you know it's spirit communication. This is how you know you can recognize it. And it just, the, the first exercise I take them through is just for asking for a sign, right? That was one of the biggest pieces in my journey of, I might not even recognized it at the time. You know, I wasn't even ready for it. But looking back, I can say that without a doubt was a sign and it continued to help me to open up. So sort of a, a step-by-step journey to help everyone connect to their past loved ones in their own way. Absolutely incredible. Rory, can you tell people about anything you have up and coming and how they can get in contact with you? 
So you can find all of my courses on the mediumschool.com. I've got a brand new mediumship 101 course that again is step-by-step -step to take you through what you need to do to understand your abilities and start growing them and sit in the power. You can also find me on social media, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook on the media or at the medium school. And on my YouTube channel in particular, I've got lots of meditations for mediumship development, but also just to connect to yourself. So you can find me on YouTube slash at the medium school. All of that information, everybody is in the show notes. So check it out. Corey, what does it mean to you to be connected to your own spirit? I think almost that's the meaning of life. <laughs> I'm going to get philosophical here. But, you know, when I first started developing, it was in, you know, in my mind of, you know, we came here to transcend the physical and bring the spiritual into it. But I, I don't think we need to release the physical. I think we are here because there is so much growth and expansion and fun that excites us when we're not here, that we keep choosing to come back here. And it's not through releasing all of that physical where we find the meaning of life. It's through connecting to who we are outside of this life and embodying it in our physical and being able to live in a way where we know there is so much more than what we see and to not feel trapped, to not feel caged, to not feel powerless. I, I think the more I connect to who I truly am, the more it makes sense of who I am in this life and the more I can live in accordance with how I want to live versus just randomly. Wow. That is a bit philosophical. I love <laughs> it though. There's so much meaning to it. Rory, it's been so amazing to share this space with you, to have you share your story and your wisdom and you inspire me with the work that you do. And I know that there's so many others that are inspired by what you do and it's interesting when we find people who inspire others, it's because that they've really answered their soul's, soul's calling. So I want to honor you for doing that. And thank you so much for sharing your voice with my listeners. Thank you. And right back at you, girl. <laughs> I really hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of The Connected Spirit. If you did, please leave me a review and a rating wherever you're listening to this podcast. And if you do feel called to share this with your friends, thank you so much for tagging me on Instagram at Medium Courtney Dawson. It really helps to get the word out about this podcast so we can help more people just like you. If you're interested in a private reading or attending any one of my mentoring classes, workshops, or events, you can go to MediumCourtneyDawson.com or check me out on Instagram at Medium Courtney Dawson. Have a great day, guys.